Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport and TalkSport 2. My name is Will Gavin and alongside my co-host and longtime friend John Jackson, we will look to bring you the very best from around the world of professional wrestling every single week. Whether it be the best interviews, news, previews and reviews of the biggest shows and whether it be the WWE, the UK Independence or our favourite international promotions, we'll look to bring it all to you with hopefully a fun new angle and something you'll really enjoy. Enjoy listening to every single week. Get in touch with us at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter because you're listening to the Pro Wrestling Show. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show. As I said, my name's Will Gavin. Go and find us on Twitter at Pro Wrestle show and this is a, a little bit of an introduction to the Pro Wrestling Show because our very first show isn't coming out in full until the evening of the 9th of May, early morning on the 10th of May on TalkSport 2 at 1am, but you'll be able to get the podcast online and find it via our Twitter channel or by searching The Pro Wrestling Show on Acast or your favourite podcast provider. As I said, every single week we're looking to bring you the very best in news, interviews, previews, reviews from around the world of wrestling. We love the wrestling community here in the UK and across the world, the greatest fans for the greatest events you can possibly find anywhere. And uh, yeah, we just wanted to share our love of it with you. And we have the platform with TalkSport and TalkSport 2, so we figured, why not? Our very first show this week will feature UK indie legend Jimmy Havoc and the UK Norwich's very own WWE Smackdown General Manager Paige. Uh, those two will be both joining us for our first official show. But what we wanted to do before that was bring you a couple of specials, a couple of pilots, essentially, that we did for TalkSport 2 uh, to, to give you a bit of a flavour of what we're hoping to bring you week in, week out. So uh, check it out online by, via subscribing to the podcast or via our Twitter page at Pro Wrestle Show. There'll be a WrestleMania 34 preview that we did with a load of big-name WWE interviews that were fantastically sorted out for us, thanks to the great guys at 2K18. Uh, but this show is... A little look at what we were hoping to do with the show and uh, uh, some of the great names of the UK, certainly London and independent scene uh, for you. We've got Glenn Joseph, uh, one of the promoters behind the brilliant Progress Wrestling. Ginny, Ref Pro Women's Champion, uh, head of the House of Couture on Progress Wrestling and 
pansexual phenomenon Jack Sexsmith joins us as well. Really, really enjoyed this show. It got a great response when we did it at the time a couple of months ago. And so we just wanted to give you another opportunity to check it out and hopefully give you a little introduction into what we hope to do. We'd love to get your feedback at Pro Wrestle Show. Again, it is on Twitter. I'm at Will Gav. My usual co-host will be alongside me is John Jackson. You can find him at Jonas. So yeah, enjoy this and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Talk Sport 2. What a fantastic strike! The prodigal son of all radio stations. You're listening to Sport Night, Sports Night Live on Talk Sport 2. And for the next hour, we're going to be talking all about the world of professional wrestling. No, not Giant Haystacks, not Big Daddy, not the WWE necessarily either. People think of wrestling, they think of The Rock, they think of Stone Cold, they think back to the world of sport. But the size and the growth of UK wrestling over the last five to ten years is absolutely astronomical. Myself and John have found ourselves getting involved and excited about the scene over the last two or three years or so. And so we're absolutely delighted to be able to bring a little flavour of that to Talk Sport 2 tonight. And delighted as part of that to be joined in the studio by a slew of big, big name guests. This is not, we're not messing around here. This was none of this getting in kind of people who have just chatted about it on a podcast before you know no disrespect to those people we've gone right to the very source so uh, joining us in the studio one of the promoters and commentators from progress glenn joseph ben very good evening to you how are you doing sir fantastic thank you very much for having us here it's nice uh, to be on the uh, the first edition if you like of uh, what could be something very very uh, exciting for the future fingers we're keeping crossed. our fingers firmly crossed it will be a first edition of many and uh, a couple of wrestlers from the uk scene Ginny, good evening to you how are you doing hello i'm good thank you and jack sesmith how are you doing I am delightful. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I mean, Jack's had his own little bit of uh, a bit of uh, celebrity of recent months, anyway, going on a station that we shall not be named. Arrival. <laughs> so never he's heard of it. <laughs> he's uh, he, he's been used to this. He's he's going to be big timing the rest of you for the whole of the show. That's how I how I imagine this is going to be going. But uh, just I want to start by just going around you guys and talking about your experience and, and how you kind of got interesting because I mentioned it there. There's there's still this image of wrestling in the UK, whether it is the old world of sport days and I mentioned there the big daddy giant haystacks, which there was some talk about that coming back and very nearly did and, and I'm sure we would welcome it back. But I think people think of UK wrestling and they think of, you know, a hundred people watching it in a leisure centre. That's not where we are now, Glenn, at all, is it? No, I think it's it's evolved a lot, particularly over the last five or six years and we're very grateful to have been part of it. You know, companies like ourselves, RevPro, ICW, um I am I'm, I'm you know, those are just I'm just three I'm mentioning. There are hundreds and hundreds more, uh, maybe not quite at that level at the moment, but um I think to be getting in, you know, comparatively, remember I actually started watching wrestling when I was twenty years old and went to your call when there were only three hundred 400 people in there to see the great Muta. Like to me now, that, that's that's mind-boggling because of the you think of the exposure that even on NXT when Ligo was there and you know they brought him over and it was like this huge big deal. These the way the British wrestling has has evolved over the last five or six years is is quite incredible. And I think that we've we've been very ourselves have been very progressive in terms of um, marketing strategies about how to use social media. You know, it isn't just now handing out flyers and it isn't just now kind of you know getting them pasted before the police see them on some kind of like you know <laughs> I don't know wall somewhere outside McDonald's um, it's very much knowing your market and it's looking at it from a business perspective and myself Jim and John have all come from the entertainment industry we didn't come from the wrestling industry and I think from that 
end we had all been kind of treated a certain way by the producers or directors or agents or whatever so whenever we we started wrestling we wanted to do it so that we were treating the talents the same way that we wanted to be treated as performers now coming from that angle and also as businessmen of course john used to be jim's agent i've always been a kind of like an entrepreneurial with music and what have you with bands and obviously you're you're your own kind of brand when you're an actor as well so you know how to brand yourself and how to make it as uh, as, as kind of progressive as possible we all knew how to do business rather than doing hey let's just do wrestling the way that wrestling has been done because the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and expecting the same results. So why don't we try something different? So this kind of punk rock ethos and this only using metal venues and trying to have progressive characters and trying to do long-term storytelling rather than just, let's get a load of guys together and you're going to wrestle you tonight and off we go. It, that was something that we loved about wrestling, so we tried to bring it into the company. And I think that companies like ourselves, and like I mentioned, RevPro and ICW, they're run as businesses now. And it means that we're in a much healthier state in this country um, compared to where we were 10, 20, 30 years ago. Um, and I, I, I would like to think that, you know, I could just be saying this, but to hear it from wrestlers like Doug Williams, who've you know been around for so many years and have them go, oh, yeah, this is completely different now to how it was. Um, and it's just a really healthy time in, in British wrestling. And- just to give it people an idea, because we will get down into the, the history of it, and I want to talk to, to you guys, Jimmy and Jack, about how you came to this world, and, and hopefully you're going to back up what he says about how nice they are to the performers. Um, Sometimes. But, but <laughs> just give an idea of the numbers, because we are talking about a company that have been doing shows, not just a, a place like the Electric Ballroom and in, in Manchester, in Birmingham, that are 700,000 capacity venues, but we're talking Wembley Arena this year, and Ali Pally in the past. This is This is... Big stuff. This is not you know your backyard. Your backyard through a table nonsense. No, this is this is two two and a half at Ali Pali. This is the potential to go up to ten thousand at Wembley. ICW getting six thousand and then four thousand at the Hydro. You know these are numbers that were mind-boggling years ago, but they're numbers that are consistent now. I mean, we're re- very very lucky. We've sold out every show that we've we've ever. Ever, ever done that? That and we kind of got this F five battle between all of our fans, you know, <laughs> smashing F five to reload the page whenever tickets are. Um, and we tended, to, I mean, we used to we used to count it down and how quickly the shows were going to sell out, and it used to be really fascinating. But now it's more about making sure that they're consistently good, so you're consistently selling out every single show, and that means that you can grow, and it means that we can take the risk because guess what, Wembley is not the cheapest place in the world to rent. So we had to be in a position where financially it made sense for us as a business as well to do. That. That. Um, and I think that you know that, that that's that's a really it's a really good time to be involved in these these huge numbers. I mean, we're we, you know we're, I'm not going to tell you how many were sold for Wembley already because that's our little secret. But um, it's it's are you happy with it though? Well, it's more than TNA sold. Wow. I will say that. Oh, catty. <laughs> so oh, out. hey, I know which side of my bread's bud. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure we're going to uh, get into some more of that as we go on. Jack, calm down. It's going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> Something I want to say, that it's impressive that you sell out every time when the card isn't even announced. Yeah, that's Most cool. Well, we only just announced, like, um, so uh, Progress NOLA. So we're going over to New Orleans, obviously, in a couple of weeks' time. Both of you guys are going to be there wrestling on the cards on April 6th and 7th. Um, tickets available on progresswrestling.com um, from $25 uh, but there is you know, that's kind of that's kind of exciting that we managed to sell I mean, you mean like, the figures are out there you can go on like forums and what have you and find out what they're doing Like, and they're they're bigger numbers than we do in the UK but yet we'd only announce talent and no matches and now we're getting to announce matches and now we're seeing another surge in people going oh but I really want to see that because you know 
Jack Sexman's going to be in the ring with Volta. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to give you some context for that, uh, Volta is the, the, one of the biggest. He is our current at, yes Atlas Division champion. Atlas Division is two hundred five pounds and over. He is very much over two hundred and five pounds. Yeah. Um, he's basically, if you imagine what an Austrian brick wall looks like, they call him the Ring General, and that's not just a like a, a, a cool name to put on a T-shirt. He's a he's a big man, and he has hands like frying pans, mm-hmm. which he has kind of let rip on people recently he um, has and for further context I am nowhere near 200 <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's interesting you mention that because to come to that point uh, one of our producers here came through and I was just having a, making a cup of tea while you guys were in here getting set up and he said are they all wrestlers and I said oh, the first two guys came along Jack and Ginny are, and Glenn's one of the, the kind of promoter one of the voices and he went they don't really look like wrestlers. Uh, and I, I think that's still, you know, I, that's not meant in any way offense. I still think that that's part of the image and maybe that's been the fault of, you know, the, the WWE over the last 10, 15 years that you people think you have to be the size of a, a Brock Lesnar, a Roman Reigns, whoever, a John Cena to be involved in wrestling. But I think what's the joy of British wrestling is that it is all shapes and sizes, all, not necessarily all skill levels, everyone's incredibly skilled, but it's all about the storytelling and that's why people get so involved in it. Uh, very much so. That's certainly, as a from a personal perspective, the reason why I loved wrestling. I wasn't necessarily about the acrobats or the um, the large physiques or what have you. I was m- more into which characters I could invest in and the journeys that they'd go on. Um, and to be able to to do that as a wrestler myself is the most motivating thing for me. I look to partake in those in those stories as often as I can, and that's how I like to work is within that what's the business how do we get to that and how do we connect with that crowd that's always been me we've touched we've touched on the characterization right this is something that fascinates me because wrestling is basically good guys versus bad guys and good girls versus bad girls uh, so we're, we're we've got a good guy and a bad girl right <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much yeah. yeah is that your preferred way of being like because obviously you know you can kind of choose if you're uh, if you're good or bad you know, <laughs> you, your current characters, uh, are they extensions of your own personalities, let's say? Well, I I mainly work as a villain, but there are some places where I work as the good guy, and, and I love it. I, I love working as a good guy, and I love working as a villain. Um I when I when I sort of came around and you know went to training and stuff we had to come up with a character and um I was I was so stuck because I I didn't know what to do um so I came up with some ideas and one of the things I I do love in real life is fashion so mm-hmm. I mentioned it to John Briley at training and he was like oh that would be a good idea if you're a villain and I was like oh okay great so a couple of weeks later we actually had to do promos in one of our training sessions and I cut a promo as as like a, a stuck up fashionista <laughs> and I just like let rip and he was like oh I like that so it sort of just stuck with me so then I did like more character like work and studying and you know just trying to get different different parts and different characteristics and make Ginny even though that's my real name my own character so I I do enjoy it but I also enjoy being the good guy as well and you obviously have to work out after you've, you've done the promos and things like that how you wrestle in a ball gown because yeah. <laughs> obviously it's pretty tricky you know and stilettos yeah you say fashion is your thing <laughs> no you can make some really nice wrestling gear as long as you know it's fashionable I mean I look look at my outfits they're queen <laughs> I mean is Jack the only person to wrestle in Uggs I could be I hope I so, it could so. Be. <laughs> God the amount of people that kick off at me of going oh my god it's gonna snap his ankles oh bless him Matt Riddle's there barefoot <laughs> day in day out and people are concerned about me 
I'll be fine. I mean, that's because Matt Riddle looks like Matt Riddle. Yeah, there's a, there's there's many a factor to this. <laughs> 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 Look, we're going to get more in-depth to this. There's so many kind of different points we're touching on, and we'll try and pull it together and make it make a semblance of sense as we continue throughout the show. We will be doing a little bit later on talking about uh, New Orleans, you guys show out there, but WrestleMania as well, and looking forward to the big festival of wrestling that's going to be happening in, in just a week and a half's time. It's my first WrestleMania, and I absolutely cannot wait. I'm so <laughs> excited. It's Honestly, the last two days, I've been bouncing off the walls and barely slept so we'll get into all of that as well if you have any questions for the guys do get in touch on Twitter at TalkSport2 I'm at Will Gav he's at Johnners and we'll find all the other handles there as well and, and let us know your thoughts we'd love to hear from you are you listening to Sports Night Live this is TalkSport2 You're listening to Sports Night Live on TalkSport 2. We debated what we were going to do about the music for tonight's show, and we thought about putting it out on Twitter and discussing what people's favourite wrestling themes were. And doing, But we thought it might be a bit of a level of disrespect, Jack, if we, and Ginny as well. Don't worry, it's yes. coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we didn't make sure that we got your walking music, we almost made you go out of the studio and come back in and do a dance for us, I, to be I almost feel like that's a missed opportunity, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next, Next time, time we're going to yeah. be filming it. It'll be all over Done. social uh, keep getting in touch with us at TalkSport2 on Twitter. People asking, is this going to be available in podcast form? It will be going up on the TalkSport website tomorrow morning. We'll make sure a link gets tweeted out and you'll be able to listen back to it if you've only just joined us. Uh, I guess we should talk to Jack then as we're hearing his music. Sounds suitable. Uh, Jack, how did you get from whatever you were doing to the world of professional wrestling? Um, I was at university and I suddenly realised you're like 20 now. And you have not grown out of this at all. You're in trouble. Um, I had a bit of an epiphany moment where I was... I separated from someone who I was with. I stopped uh, going to church quite regularly. And I was um, quite keen on exploring my sexuality and being active in the areas I was passionate because I was very, very low at that time in my life. And I found a, a magazine which advertised a wrestling training school and I went, yeah, that's literally two doors down from where I was raised. How frustrating that when I could have been going to that throughout my younger years. Um, I started doing that and got battered the first however many times I went and then suddenly realised, yeah, you're in big trouble now because you actually really, really like this. I made a mistake. We've been talking about the kind of way this came about. We've been talking about wrestling on my show over on TalkSport the last couple of days since we've known we're going to WrestleMania. And uh, Southeast Pro Wrestling have offered for us to go in and learn how to take a bump and mm. film it all, etc. And as someone who's been a fan for 20-odd years, I'm very excited about it, but also slightly terrified. The, the first time I ever took a vertical suplex in training, I thought, how do you get up from this? Because I was done. I went, Wow. And over time, your body gets conditioned to it. But in that original instance, Jesus wept. I thought that was game over. <laughs> well, it is amazing because it is obviously it's the, the one struggle that wrestling has constantly. And the fact that you know they've allowed us to put it on Talksport is one thing. But is the people who don't respect what it is that people have to put themselves through and what and the the level of physical commitment that it does take from training from actually what you do on a match by match basis and we talk about the guys who do it professionally with the WWE doing you know 300 shows a year being away from home the whole time it's this isn't you know something you do on a Sunday afternoon for a bit of fun yeah no this is it takes dedication heart commitment to get to 
any kind of professional base sort of level in this industry um the workload is large and you are constantly even if you're not in the gym or at training or at shows you're constantly finding ways to promote your brand uh and and promote yourself uh and and make yourself a commodity worthy of being on more and more and more shows and of higher stock shows um it's it's 24 7 it's 24 7 and um you have to have the right mindset if you if you want to hit them heights Jack, how long was it like after you went to your first ever training session, two doors down from where you grew up, to doing your first match? How long was that process? Um, that was some time. That was about a year and a half, I think, of just like fully committing to it. This was during my university years, and I only managed to get a fair few matches under my belt before I had a footballing injury. Right. That meant I had my knee replaced. Wow. Um, and then in 2015, uh, I heard about progress and um i was at another sort of like junction in my life and went okay go on let's start let's start getting back into this wrestling thing again you're still a fan you still watch regularly um maybe you'd be more active again in those areas that's treated you well before uh and really fell in love with it and saw the differences and changes in the scene over the course of about five six years that had made us go wow there is a real market here now that wasn't even in place like five years ago um, promotions are putting on shows now and marketing the talent that for my money has always been there but is being marketed in a way that is drawing in an audience and the product is is better than better than I can really recall it actually there's something that I, I think it might have been on the progress podcast that I heard where some some promoters didn't even give the wrestlers water backstage I mean like, that's that's not rare now Really? No, 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 but, but 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 previously, you know, certainly in I think it was in Jim's experience. Obviously, Jim, who you work with for Progress. Yeah, well, when we we first started, um, I don't think there was. Oh, for this, but having been in professional theatre for years, I've changed in some dodgy places. <laughs> I can only imagine, and having been to some other shows and like seen you guys after, like. Sometimes it's like there's no showers, there's no nothing. Like this is just the fact that that's kind of that's where it was. And I think I can't remember what venue we did. It might have been Birmingham, and it might even been Doug Williams who we were talking about before, who went, "I can't believe it." You know, I'm actually going to get a shower after the match yeah. today, which is like you know was a big deal to him because normally it was jump in the car and see if you can make another show and try and get a double shot in one day. Yeah. You now just ask El Ligero if anybody knows is the hardest working man in all of British wrestling. He'll wrestle eight times a day as long as you know he can just get in the car in the mask you know baby wipes baby wipes are the wrestler shower yes they are <laughs> I thought it was just a Glastonbury thing I'm slightly it's terrified con- <laughs> constant festival living I love it <laughs> yeah it's basically constant festival living 24-7 it's interesting we were talking a little bit with Ginny about the development of your character but Jack I mentioned the interview that shall not be mentioned elsewhere but it's obviously you draw attention because of your character is pansexual but that is actually an extension of yourself and going into a world of wrestling which is seen as being so potentially masculine and maybe the fans are a bit close-minded to things like that. I think you, you think back to where wrestling in America started in the south and it's that kind of idea was that not kind of a little terrifying to bring that part of yourself to that world um I, yeah it was very tough at first I had um, a few sleepless nights thinking are you really going to be as much of your true self in a wrestling ring are you really going to open yourself up to that um and that was tough and then when i eventually made the decision okay you're gonna have to grow some thicker skin 
because you're going to do this because you want this and the prospect of doing good is is too much here the potential to do good is too much to turn down um similarly as you were asking Ginny about how whether she is the good girl or the bad girl in certain settings um i am very uncomfortable with the idea of being the bad guy because of my sexual orientation and that persuasion that jack has um being perpetuated as negative in any way because there's a lot of good that i feel that that jack can do to breed inclusivity and and educate to a degree i don't like that word it's quite it's quite up on my pie hole sort of thing but just um yeah continue to continue to educate though the masses in 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 the fact that people like me actually can belong in an environment like this um and the good that can be done through that we're saying don't expect a Jack Sexsmith Hill turn anytime soon. Um, that's I, the, mm. that is the that's the main thing I, I, I'm getting from that. Um, <laughs> uh, but when you first did come out and, and this uh, ex, you know, extended version of yourself, when you did really embrace it and went and started doing live shows, how did you then find the reaction to be? Um, this was another thing I thought I had I struggled with for a while because I felt that at first Jack had to be very loud and almost quite of a, a bit of a parody of what a pansexual would be in order and as long as he was funny he would be digestible and therefore likable um and the if you watch the sort of journey that jack's gone through and the way in which the way i work has changed over the course of the few years that i've been with it with progress you will see this light-hearted joke type comedy character progress through to someone who actually wants to fight actually wants to represent and actually wants to be as true to himself as possible and represent his community as well as he can and i tell you that is exactly what i've experienced i, I try and get to as many of the the camden shows as possible but working in sports sundays can sometimes be a di- bit difficult uh, the difference between going to kind of my early chapters which that's what for people listening progress the shows are called chapters and that's how the kind of pay-per-view as you would view it online is referred to and the passion that you showed where there was um i think it was two shows ago when you and david star fought in a uh, there was a tag match early on in the show and then you came out and did a promo where you were calling out the current champions and it was you know a real properly passionate like took it very seriously the joke with you saw your face change and it was great to see that you had been able to develop to that point where it wasn't just oh this is great it's it's lovely to see it represented but it is all still a bit kind of on the area side of it staying on comedy to it being no this is a somebody who's taking this incredibly seriously yeah and and i have done and and again as i say i think when when jack first came onto the scene it was very light-hearted it was very comedic but it was all about being digestible it was all about creating a relationship with that audience and then going now that i think you like me let me take you on my journey this is who i had to become in my real life and now this is who jack has to be in the wrestling world and and now, May 20th, at the Victoria Warehouse in Manchester, I have my first Progress Wrestling uh, world title shot. And that's going to be a big, blimming deal, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's tweeted us saying that's going to be his first show, Manchester, May 20th, asking what he can expect. Well, there you go. You expect Jack Sexsmith in the main event, and it's a big deal. Yeah. Interesting enough, we're sat here with the two people who have been announced for that show. Yeah, so, Ginny will also be wrestling in uh, Victoria Warehouse. Been announced for Victoria Warehouse and been both announced for New Orleans as well. These are the faces of Progress Wrestling. These are the people, that's why we, we needed them in. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot to be said for the fact that for a long time it was, uh, British Wrestling was built on bringing over guys who used to be on WWE TV oh, in the yeah. past and that was just to sell tickets and do you know what? If the business model worked, then fair enough. And I think that we were, and we're not going to take all the credit for this, but certainly progress 
it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a xenophobic thing it wasn't anything to do with the do it was all about just using the british guys it was the fact that if we could market and if we could write something for these british talent so right i i've used this example recently to people who maybe follow reality tv but don't follow wrestling RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, anyone who knows me knows I absolutely love drag. Okay? <laughs> right, so, I've, I've got to tell you this story. Um, I was in the car the other day, and as this show had started to form in our mind over the weekend, and my wife was driving, and I was texting away to you very excitedly, probably sending too far longer rambling messages, and she saw that your Twitter handle was Glenn Delacreme, which is a, a reference to Ben Delacreme, who is a famous drag queen who is actually doing a show in London Saturday night that she's going to and she misread it and went who are you DMing with <laughs> it's, it's a wrestling promoter well, I'm really sorry I'm not he's just not yet. all he's like, <laughs> not a traditional wrestling promoter but the, the fact was that um, drag has always been incredible there have always been fabulous drag queens whether it be in New York and the, the west coast even like in you know in this country as well what happened with RuPaul's Drag Race is a few years ago a phenomenon kind of started where everybody who was very talented was given a platform with which to show the world that they were that talented I see very very little difference between how many fantastic wrestlers there were in the UK that all they had to be given was a proper platform and investment in whether it be through through writing whether it be for people to go oh well you know I'm only used to wrestling in front of this many people well today you're wrestling in front of 700 so it's kind of you throw them in the pool and see what happens but there has to be development of the, the next wave it's always about the next wave and like the gentleman today who said that you know well well all the good if all these guys were really really good they'd be signed to wwe well a lot of them are because <laughs> if, you, if you look at the likes of trent seven and pete dunn and um, tyler Bate, these are guys who have come through and have done exactly the same thing they've been on the, the 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 tours and the the wrestling shows where there aren't showers and there aren't toilets and there isn't water or red bull backstage and there isn't catering because that to me is the performance element the performance center in the WWE sense and I know we're going to get into that later on you know that is finishing school you learn your chops at this level but you need a platform and now I think at least with, with progress and like obviously Jack mentioned before and Ginny mentioned because you trained with us from day dot at the, the progress like under Jimmy Havoc originally which let's be honest I'm going to put it out there not the best person to have your first <laughs> trainer in wrestling but it worked out really well for Ginny and that says a lot about her character um <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that then like that's that's kind of it, it's it's all encompassing. Now now we are a platform for great talent to be shown on a bigger level, um, and it's always going to happen. You know the the Fergal Devitts now known as Finn Balor of the world. You know the, these guys are going to be offered big money. They're going to become huge stars, and that's what I want. I want the headache of every year, every two years, every four years to go right. We have to build a new crop of stars because everybody else is headlining Monday Night Raw. We'll, we'll be uh, talk, Jimmy, we're going to talk about your journey a bit coming up as well. But it's interesting you mentioned Jimmy Havoc there because that's a really good example. We met Jimmy at a totally unrelated event a while ago. It was a. It was a beef, <laughs> it, I'll, I'll add some colour. Uh, it was. Um, it was a beef burger eating competition. <laughs> Fabulous. That's uh, exactly what it was. Um, and, uh, but we got chatting to him, and, and he kind of said that we were talking about these guys, the, you mentioned the Pete Duns and the guys who've gone out in the UK tournament that the WWE have put on, and we, I asked him about you know not being involved in that, because there was some controversy that some of the bigger names over recent years weren't involved in that, and he actually said, look, I've spoken with the WWE, and I, there's that idea of going and training 365 days a year doing all these shows and I, it's just not for me I, I like what I'm doing now I enjoy my life that's what I want to to be doing and it's great that he's got that platform but there is also 
that opportunity to step on if you want and to and this is a wonderful thing about independent wrestling right now it always used to be you only really had one place to go if you wanted to make money in wrestling now what's happened is is that there are so many full-time professional wrestlers in the uk in europe and some people who even i mean your your, your partner in sexy style like you know like you said <laughs> david david says all the time he probably makes a better living the way and gets the lifestyle as well because remember it's yeah. not just about how much money you're earning it's about enjoying life it's about what you do the shows end the tours finish the matches stop and then everyone goes home and then you have to be happy at home and if you're not doing that like we just said 365 days of training a year um i don't think that i would be cut out for that some people are but some people enjoy this lifestyle and i think that you know, we're all enjoying it at the moment and we're doing we're doing you know we're here at least on talk sport too <laughs> uh, we'll talk uh, as i say with Ginny about her journey coming up as well and we will preview that massive weekend coming up in new orleans do keep getting in touch a lot of you uh, on twitter at talk sport too telling us you're listening in and enjoying it so are we so i hope you're enjoying it as much as we are and uh, uh, we'll uh, coming up that will be a bit of wrestlemania bit of Ginny, bit of new orleans uh, you're listening to Sports Night Live on TalkSport 2. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A cultured left foot and an eye for the target. Left foot in, into the back of the net. Hot spot The 
lad in the studio getting more into it than Ginny is. This is. Uh, <laughs> She's playing it cool. I love it. Uh, you're listening to Sports Night Live on Tour Sport 2, a British and, and professional wrestling special. Uh, delighted to have in the studio with us, if you've just joined us, Glenn Joseph from Progress, Jack Setsmith, and uh, Ginny, two top uh, UK wrestlers. And Ginny, I don't want to necessarily make the kind of the direct comparison because it feels a bit clumsy between what Jack was talking about representation and yourself but one thing that's grown with UK wrestling in the last five or six years has been women in wrestling being taken a lot more serious than the kind of old diva age bra and panties match that kind of thing it used to be in the in the 90s and <laughs> how have you you know how seriously do you feel like you were taken from from day one when you came into UK wrestling oh my gosh so seriously um I, when I started training, um, I was trained to be a wrestler. I wasn't trained to be a woman or I wasn't trained to sort of use my sexuality or looks or anything like that to sort of, you know, get the audience engaged. I was trained to go out there and and kick ass, which I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can back that up. So um, I think either I came in at a very good time or I just was surrounded by very supportive people because I've always been seen as one of the guys almost you know when it came to training I wasn't treated any differently when it comes to going out there and having my matches I'm not treated any differently so I haven't experienced anything negative I think what's interesting the person who we were referring to earlier who said oh UK wrestling is only doing well because of the WWE I think there's there's a sense that with what the WWE have done in the last two three years with the women's revolution and having the first Hell in a Cell match first Royal Rumble all of that stuff that's come along which has been fantastic and having the main event uh you know pay-per-views and and everything that comes along with that is great but actually i think again it's not them leading the way i think they're taking a massive feed from what independent wrestling's doing oh absolutely i mean the um women's revolution is fantastic and it's great and obviously it's seen by many more people than what independent wrestling is but we've always in the uk especially had very talented women who go out there and who have good matches just just as much as the guys do so we haven't really had any of that the the diva matches or the the bra and panty matches as you pointed out before we've always had very talented women and with the whole women's revolution it's great because it has put eyes on to the women in the uk scene but all it's really done is just make a wider audience really appreciate the women that they have right here in the uk I think I think that in WWE terms, WWE would have never worked with independent res- wrestling promotions as closely as they do now, and that's a credit to you guys and and the good work you do, as well as some of the other promotions as well. Now they obviously had the the UK Championship, which Pete Dunne currently holds. Uh, when do you think there's going to be a women's championship not far behind? Who knows? I mean, anything is possible right mm. now. Um, I think WWE realise, obviously, you know, they've just done the tournament, but they realise that the UK scene is absolutely booming so anything's possible i mean some of the shows i've been to recently you know i've been to me and will have been to smackdown to raw to progress to icw all all these kind of things and i think it's it's great that all the different promotions you know wwe included are are different um in a way because obviously your your ethos is punk rock uh Mm. you hold you, you you hold the shows in music venues which is which is one way of doing it. WWE is a little bit, but maybe more family friendly, uh, which is great. And it's nice that I think everyone's sort of finding their place within the scene right now. And it's and it's um, it's interesting that you can all the wrestlers can kind of work for all these different places 
Do you know what's really there? interesting as well? I keep forgetting which are rumours and which are true. Because, <laughs> yeah. because I've read so many times that you're, I'm sort of referencing to Ginny here, that right now, that you're signed to the WWE. At one point, I remember going, is, is she signed to the WWE? I can't actually remember. You read rumours every day about, now this person's signing, now this person. I've even read about Jack Sexsmith signing, so I don't know if you're keeping this from me. Are you is, 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 Do you want an exclusive? Always. Yeah? Yeah. No, I've heard nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep forgetting. I just, I, I, like, I genuinely, and I think that's wonderful that everybody is at that level now where, let's be honest, like, Access last year, so I didn't get the opportunity to go to, to uh, Orlando last year, So, okay. and, um, and I know that, um, obviously, Ginny, you did, um, and you wrestled for the WWE at Access and then were coming across to do progress shows, and that's like... That's completely unheard of. Like yeah. the, the the world of wrestling as we know it is completely topsy turvy, and you know, as as everyone knows, we are all multi millionaires now. Progress. We you all put your Ferraris together outside of scene. Well, yeah. well, yeah, that's a sore point. But because um, uh, I got shouted at for having a sports car once. Because it's not punk. Hashtag. Not punk. <laughs> um, I worked very hard playing Buddy Holly for ten years <laughs> to pay for that bloody car, and then I got shouted at for a wrestling fan for being not punk. Honestly, oh, have what? a day off. Um, but yeah, it was personal uh, grievance. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm getting getting gunning out there, kids. No, um, it's but it, like it, that, that's it's so different to how it used to be, and it, it's not an us and them thing. I think that now, like NXT has been a huge thing that's completely changed yeah. how people view it. Like the fact that Tyler and Pete won Match of the Year. NXT and deservedly yeah absolutely yeah. That, that was one of the best matches I've ever seen let alone just that yeah, year just that year right you know what I mean yeah. it's uh, it's absolutely nuts um, in terms of you talk about that the keeping it small idea the punk rock idea because I think we had this conversation about the venue in Camden that what's about 700 people a show and you say it sells out every single time but is there any has there been any thought towards going right we're selling out 700 people a time let's go to the coco down the road we could probably do 11 12 1400 there or is there is there a are you doing purposely trying to keep it from ballooning out to a point where it's not you know in touch with those roots so the biggest fear me and john had when we went to the electric ballroom in camden which is like our home now after having moved from the garage in islington was was the vibe going to feel the same and was it going to feel like still a little bit spit and sawdust and was it still going to feel like that like that vibe was what i think changed my opinion i was a punter for the first show like i went along and sat in the front row like everybody else for the first progress show and then i was involved by chapter two I felt something very, very different from all of the wrestling that I'd watched before once I watched Progress. So I, I know how it feels as a fan to go, oh, this actually makes me feel something very different to, to how I felt about wrestling beforehand. So it's always been something that, that we always want to do business correctly. We always want to keep the correct vibe. We want people to get that kind of that same excitement because it's like the uh, Progress shows to me still feel like the away day at the football. Um, no, obviously, Zach Smith, you're a bit, Ginny, I know you're a massive, so you're just looking at me blankly. Literally no, like, verbatim, that's what my dad said when he came to the first show. Really? It was like being at a away day at a football ground. And I, I, I never want that vibe to disappear, no. and I think that we could, we could probably, Brixton, for example, you said that was your first, first show? My first show, I walked, I, walked in, um, I walked in and I didn't know what to expect, because the only independent wrestling I'd ever seen was in a bandstand by my house. <laughs> and they they were changing in a makeshift tent 
um, and coming out of it. That was and, a good one. And obviously, yeah, yeah. Get their dog, get their water, and, and, and they shared a can of Red Bull. Um, <laughs> and you know, like, you know, you, have, you, you see the WWE with their big grand stages, and literally it was a bloke walking out of a, like, like a builder's tent, you know, with no music. And it was, that was my only experience of independent wrestling before that. And then obviously I went to Brixton where I've seen, you know, loads of gigs, and I'm like, hang on, what is this? Yeah. You know, and it's just. Brixton, yeah. Brixton for us, for, when we think about the the audience experience as well, and particularly for me coming from a theatre background, for me Brixton was very difficult to do because the majority of people were on one side. Mm. Now, I recently went to go and see uh, All Star, like the All Star of what we call like the the camp shows, and we don't mean that they're excessively flamboyant. Um, it's just <laughs> that they tend to be run on Butlins camps, Puntons <laughs> camps, what have you, uh, and it, they work in theatres, and they, these guys will work just one side of the ring, and it's incredible to watch. But that's not what our like our fans have become accustomed to so Brixton was a little bit difficult because the majority were all on one side so we could have gone do you know what 2,000 people yeah we'll go to Brixton every month but the experience for fans wouldn't be the same and I think that that's sometimes you've got to you've got to give people what they originally came to see I don't want to suddenly start doing arenas oh wait I'm doing Wembley never mind uh, did, you were talking about when you were first going to train and actually question coming in from Justin I used to train to wrestle and my trainer was awful and I quit I uh, oh, want to get no. back in to it but don't necessarily have the confidence do you have any tips um i think if you're passionate about something you should definitely definitely do it um oh, that sucks though that he had obviously a bad trainer and i and it's not nice you know when you go through you know taking your bumps and learning like you know to move your body in a different way than you're used to to have someone who's not supportive um my tip would be 100% go and do it um, but look around at different schools, you know, see, you know, the different types of trainers, because not every trainer is going to be for you. Like you said about Jimmy, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a really great, you know, wrestling training experience. You know, I was very, very blessed and very fortunate. That I had someone who was so supportive, who was very encouraging, who pushed me to my limit to be the best that I can be. So but not everyone obviously is going to be like that so get out there there's so many different schools there's not just schools in London there's schools up in the Midlands there's Fight Club um, there's schools all over the UK just find the right one for you uh, brilliant stuff guys we're going to talk a little bit about New Orleans how excited are you guys about next week I said I was excited I'm not going out there and putting on a couple of shows as well I'm pretty buzzed man <laughs> I'm, I'm so pretty excited <laughs> yeah I I uh, <laughs> I'm a working class hero of sorts, so I rarely get to go on a plane. <laughs> so this is like, this is a big deal for me, man. Um, yeah, this is going to be pretty wild. I've, I've wrestled in Germany once. Um, I've wrestled in Wales, which is technically another country. <laughs> uh, a, great, a great country as well. A oh, great country. Yeah. Uh, Scotland. Okay, yeah, you see, other countries. Pushing those boundaries. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So the UK and Germany. Um, but to be able to go out to America where I have a lot of, like, a lot of people tweet me nice stuff who are American fans who watch particularly Progress on demand and stuff like that. And to be able to perform in front of them will be really, really exciting. And I think different cultures of wrestling fan as well, particularly with an act like mine, will be uh, a great experience for me. Uh, so that's coming up. Uh, you're listening to Sports Night Live on TalkSport 2. It's 
Sports Night Live with uh, Will Gavin and me, John Jackson. You, you've got to know this theme, right? I don't think any. No, this is one of the classics. No one doesn't know this theme. Obviously, The Undertaker. Will we see him next weekend at WrestleMania? Well, we'll see. Um, just, I'm aware that a lot of people, and I, I think a lot of people know what WrestleMania is. They know it's a big event. They know it's related to the WWE. But it's really a special thing, and, and everyone speaks whether they work for the WWE or they're just fans of the WWE they always speak about it in, uh, as a special event so to get a bit of context for this I actually chatted to WWE Raw commentator Michael Colt for the special show that we're putting out next weekend before Wrestlemania and I asked him just why is Wrestlemania so special so I'm, I'm going to answer that in two parts because I want to touch on something that you just mentioned about the fever for Wrestlemania this year in the United Kingdom I, I have a theory behind that okay. one of the reasons is, is because the WWE uh, started uh it's brand new United Kingdom Championship uh, last year. And there are many uh, wrestlers uh, from the United Kingdom now who are involved in our product um, as part of the United Kingdom Championship and also part of our developmental program, uh, and which has a show that airs around the world called NXT. And I think uh, because of that and because of the, the, these great young UK wrestlers uh, who are involved in the product now, um, it really has... Uh, made WWE an even bigger name now in the United Kingdom. So that was my theory on that. But secondly, to talk about WrestleMania, listen, WrestleMania is the pinnacle. Uh, it is the, it is the <clears throat> biggest event in sports entertainment slash professional wrestling. It is the Super Bowl, to use an American football term. Um, <laughs> it is the Olympics. This is what WrestleMania is all about. And it is where the best in the entire world come to perform in front of, you know, anywhere between 70 and 100,000 people each and every year. And this year we're at the famed Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans uh, to celebrate yet another WrestleMania. WrestleMania, to put it in perspective, has become so big that the city of New Orleans, uh, which of course is a party city in the States known for Mardi Gras, um, among other things, uh, the city of New Orleans actually invited and wanted the WWE to be a part of this year's WrestleMania to celebrate its tricentennial, the 300-year anniversary of New Orleans. That is how big WrestleMania has become, that they want to make us, New Orleans does, the centerpiece of the 300-year celebration of that city. So that's what WrestleMania is all about. It's Michael Cole, the uh, Raw commentator, one of the Raw commentators for WWE. Just looking forward to WrestleMania, which is next weekend. And uh, guys in the studio, like, uh, did, you obviously grew up watching wrestling. Obviously, WrestleMania was something big for you. Uh, do you have a particular favourite match at a particular WrestleMania that stands out to you? God, I, my first WrestleMania I went to was uh, the wonderful place of Detroit um, <laughs> for WrestleMania 23 and Cena versus Michaels mm -hmm. in the main event that year will stay with me forever. That was really, really special. It's, it's really funny you mentioned that particular one. WWE tweeted out like one of their 60 second WrestleMania yeah. and it was that one today and it was, was there it? was big ladder tag match as well. It was That was a, an awesome one. So yeah, yeah I, I think what I'm quite excited about with this and one of the reasons that I think it's really interesting that we're talking about the relationship between the independent scene and, and WWE is you've got the big names there there's the, the main event with, with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and everything else but actually the two matches people are most excited about is the return of Daniel Bryan Indy Darling yep. and Shinsuke Nakamura against AJ Styles who made their names in Japan and on the independent scene and I think it shows feels like wrestling fans have, I don't want to say become more intelligent but more informed in the last 10 or so years and I don't know if that's because 
it's easier to get access to all the stuff around the world or, or what it might be but yeah, those are the ones that we're most excited about not necessarily seeing the big classic WWE name. yeah the internet has changed wrestling I mean the fact that everyone used to say well the, the wrestling or British wrestling in particular British wrestling has to be back on TV and it, it doesn't anymore. I mean, it, like there, there is there is so much market. But the majority of things we're moving even more and more into streaming. Like streaming now is the it's the most progressive thing that we've had in terms of changing how we absorb media for for, for a while. So with the the WWE network existing, I mean, we exist exist to all intents and purposes solely online. You know, you can have Roku sticks and you can stream to TVs, and you know, I don't have Apple TV, whatever. Mm-hmm. I imagine you throw it on there, but like, there's a lot of ways that you can watch TV without actually having to you know click through a channel and go I want to watch it at this time I remember my mum would religiously always watch 7.30 ITV Coronation Street now she just binge watches it at the weekend because she can record it when she wants now because everything's on demand it means everything's so instantaneously accessible and it means that people now kind of have the, the, the access to to make themselves more knowledgeable about wrestling, if you if you really like Shinsuke Nakamura and have only ever seen him on SmackDown, and you put his name into Google or go on YouTube, whatever, and all of a sudden you're just like, hey, here's this cool match from the G1 ten years ago, and it's like that's that's incredible that people are able to do that, and like you, you know you could always watch you know Prince Devitt versus Zack Sabre Junior from uh, from the Electric Ballroom, which is a fabulous match. Just saying, clever demand dash progress dot com. Good yeah. plug. <laughs> good, very good plug. Good, good plug. Seamless. He said he was a businessman. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting and, and on that very point it's great that that has grown like that but at the same time it makes the getting people down to a live show and we see the WWE struggle with filling attendances for their house shows and stuff on a regular basis mm. that can be a real problem for them and yet we're getting they announced today New Japan are coming over and doing two shows here in the UK in, in June and yeah, that's absolutely massive. Yeah. Uh, tickets come out tomorrow morning and I know what I'm going to be doing at 9 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> Hashtag F5 crew. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we excited about about this WrestleMania? Oh, sorry. Um, come on, guys. Oh, I, yeah. I'm really excited about the women's matches. Um, I've, uh, I, I'm a massive fan of Total Divas. Um, I, 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 would, I would say I almost watch that more than I watch the wrestling. I only started watching it two weeks ago and again binged watch an entire season. <laughs> Yeah. and then felt like I understood the wrestling business better yeah <laughs> it's just good. watching it behind the scenes it's genuinely yeah, it's, brilliant it is really good I actually enjoy it and I miss Eva Marie oh wow <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm so sorry oh, Lordy. she on Total Divas she was great yeah she was yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything was. else you want to say about that she's not strong style enough for you is she <laughs> no <laughs> no good well, she's there's... really pretty as well absolutely there's, um, there's some pretty good women's matches at Wrestlemania this year uh, we obviously have uh, Charlotte Flair versus Oscar Oscar's not lost for a very long time uh, against Charlotte Flair, who is the champion. What are we saying? She's going to win. Oh, sorry. I know. I, 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 I'm, with, I'm with you. Yeah. But when you said she's going to win. Oh, yeah. as in Oscar, <laughs> sorry, is going to win. 100%. Hold on. Isn't that amazing? Royal Rumble, we had two Japanese winners of the mm-hmm. two Royal Rumbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to have two probably champions coming out of this WrestleMania from, again, from Japan, plus on uh, NXT on the Saturday night assuming that they win through to the final Pete will be in action at TakeOver again so British wrestlers getting on to those big main shows and it's an amazing weekend now that they do do everything in the same city and it's all focused on that like I called it earlier like a festival of wrestling but seeing you guys pop up and doing the shows you're doing as well that's I mean I'm more excited about Saturday than I am about the rest of the weekend to be honest because I get to come there 
and then go drinking on Frenchman Street and then go out to the yeah, NXT Yeah, Frenchman show. Street. I'll see you on Frenchman Street. Frenchman <laughs> <laughs> Street's overrated. Last time Will went to New Orleans, he was telling me in great detail about oh, how he God. met some blokes who went ice fishing from the other side of America. And it was one of those ones where you go, oh yeah, we're going to meet up and go ice fishing. And you're like, <laughs> no, you're not. A few months later, what did you get? What did you go and do, Will? When when in Minneapolis, and we went ice fishing with them. Just these guys we bumped into in a bar in New Orleans, and one of them happened to be from there. That's the kind of city it is, and I genuinely think it's going to be an amazing weekend. And we're going to have a big preview show of that the Saturday before, and a big review show afterwards. And we're going to be there, and we're doing uh, going to Radio Row and interviewing the guys. And Glenn has said that we can go backstage with him. He doesn't know that I was going to say that on radio, but now he has to do it <laughs> because he's told me that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what about for you guys for what's planned for those shows? How are you going to make sure that you get the the maximum impact from that exposure? Uh, for Progress Nola, I think the, the the biggest thing is that we we we've done great advanced sales and one of the things that we've noticed in America is that there is a big walk-up market and that a lot of people because they're kind of used to I guess in the wrestling shows not selling out they're used to just buying their tickets on the door um, I would we're now getting to the stage where I would urge anybody not that I'm not that I'm saying that there isn't a huge amount of US listeners to talk sport to I would be in the, we're in that pocket now of going oh there might not be as many on the door as you thought which is incredible we we I love the entire WrestleMania weekend. I mean, the fact that we get to go and do access is incredible. The fact that, you know, you guys get to go out there and ply your trade. And it, not even just for, for the wrestling, it's for, like, it's for you guys to increase your brand, both individually, like Jackie mentioned, you know, you, you, we're all our own, our own businesses. Yeah. It's for, it's for selling merchandise. It's for, it's for getting something out there. It's for taking pictures with people. And it's for, it's also for making relationships with other companies. Like WXW, for example, you mentioned Germany before mm-hmm. when you were over there. We have a great relationship with WXW now. We have a nice relationship with WWE. We don't really have a bad relationship with anyone because we've spent a long time forging these relationships. If it wasn't for Gabe Sapolsky, we would have never been able to come over and do these shows in the first place. And that was because I took a punt and had a meeting with him in Dallas a couple of years ago. We sat down and went, so how can we help each other? And it's always been from a how can we help each other standpoint. And the fact is, wrestling gets bigger everybody makes more money these guys all get to do it professionally full time as their full time job everybody gets to chase like Jack said before why go to university to do something you don't want to do when you could chase your dream being being a professional wrestler and now you've got the opportunity to go to New Orleans to go to Germany you know to we've got you, you main eventing at um, Victoria Warehouse we've got you know Wembley Arena Wembley Arena on the 30th of September that is utterly mind boggling from mm-hmm. where we were 10 years ago so I'm very proud of everybody who's wrestled for us everybody who works for us and to be, go- be able to go over to, to New Orleans and know that there will be a few hundred people there who will watch progress for the first time and they'll go I've always wanted to go to London, you know. Should we go in September? And I guarantee there will be people who will buy tickets for the experience of coming to Wembley Arena when they're in New Orleans. And it's the fact that people fly all over the world to do that is mind-boggling, and I'm so grateful. I'm sold. Hmm. What about you? I think we should go, Will. Uh, <laughs> guys, uh, where can people find you online, on Twitter, follow you know, where they're going to be able to go and see you live, etc.? Uh, on the Twitter, mm-hmm. I am at the Jack Sexsmith. Beautiful. Uh, on the Instagram, I am at the Jack Sexsmith. <laughs> you've got that's what you've got to do. Get them leveled up. Exactly. You, See? You, great business sense, Thank Ginny. Thank you, friend. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Ginny Couture, which is not my last name. <laughs> I would just like to put that out there. It's amazing coincidence, you're into fashion and that's your last name. <laughs> Damn you. Um, <laughs> on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, which is a Fashionista Ginny. I really hope I've got that right. 
But definitely I've got <laughs> my Twitter down. handle right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. and, and you can find Glenn at This Is Progress. He doesn't need to plug no, it anymore. No, no, He's no. done plenty of that over the last hours. Look, guys, really, thank you so much for coming in. Really enjoyed it. And we'll, hopefully we'll see you out in uh, Louisiana. That was our Sports Night Live wrestling special. Thank you again to Glenn, to Ginny, to Jack. Brilliant stuff from all of them. Really appreciated all of their time. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking in our first ever show about their Super Strong Style 16 weekend. So uh, uh, Jack came out did a promo about his uh, his title shot in Manchester. Ginny has a title shot coming up in Manchester as well. So that's all really exciting. As I said at the beginning of the show, we'd love to hear from you. Your thoughts, your views, your questions, your reviews. At Pro Wrestle Show it is on Twitter. And please get out there and spread the word. Our first show official will be out Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, the 9th, 10th of May. And uh, we've got a very special announcement, which will put you on the, uh, which will bring you to on the first show of exactly who our big-name guests are going to be on our second show, and they are big, big, big-name guests. Thank you so much for your time. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoy putting this together. And do check out our WrestleMania 34 preview ahead of our first-ever show being released this week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 